This is Daisenshu EX, the podcast, episode 52 for the week of November 19th, 2006. Wee! It's our one year anniversary! Welcome to the one year anniversary episode of Daisenshu EX, the podcast, an extension of the all encompassing Dragon Ball fan site, Daisenshu EX. We cover anything and everything Dragon Ball in hopes of enlightening and all sorts of entertaining. Hello, it is November 19th. Well, it's actually not just yet, but you may be hearing this on November 19th, and that is one year to the date of this podcast's glorious premiere online. As always, to my less than proverbial right, Mary. Hey there, Mike. That is Mary and not Mary. That's right, not not Mary, not Mare. Just, just Mary. Mary is good. This is fantastic. And you know what? This isn't my one-year anniversary. I was kind of a latecomer to the podcast. Eh, couple into it. I think four, no, three. I don't remember. Really? Was it that soon? It was a long time ago. Hmm. Up- She's a regularly reoccurring guest. That's true. <laughs> that is Julian. Hi. Hello, sir. Yo. How are we? I am doing splendidly for a college senior who needs to work on his thesis a lot over the next three weeks. But that doesn't matter because you're recording a podcast. That's true. This is very true. So I'm going to ignore you for a second because the guest of honor for the evening for our one-year anniversary show, we are thoroughly excited and honored to have Mr. Stephen J. Simmons. Hi, guys. Hello. How are you doing? Doing all right. Congratulations on a year. Thank you so much. Um, Congratulations on doing stuff and being here. Well, thank you. (laughs) For those who don't know, Mr. Simmons, or Daimao, as you perhaps may know him online, is uh, the primary translator, as I like to say, for Funimation, starting out with uh, Dragon Ball Z and doing stuff like Full Metal Alchemist, Kodomo no Omocha, Yu Yu Hakusho, and very, very many other things. Yep. You are kept quite busy. Oh, yes. Well, this is good. So you're here on the one-year anniversary mm-hmm. for a couple of reasons. One, um, you know, this is me being Mike, you know, bowing here. Uh, you're fantastic and we love you. So that's okay. one great reason. And Very the other fun. reason is you're going to talk some news with us this week. Well, I, I don't know how much of it will be news by the time this gets around. That's okay because people need to hear someone actually speaking this aloud. This is to more them. like damage control than news, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> we, we can call it that. I like to just say we're getting it out there. We're talking. People want to hear us talking about it. They so just want to hear us talk because we're, we're so spiffy. Well, of course. our spiffiness is a little bit lower this week because Steve's here. Oh. That's true. And I can, I can accept this. I'm all right okay. with this. Yeah, that's, that's fine. Not only that, but we are giving away Daisenshu 3 later in the show. That's TV Animation Part 1. And there's all sorts of other great stuff we are doing this episode. This, I, I've said it before, I'm seeing it again. I am thoroughly excited. We are going to have so much fun. I'm sitting here. I got my half-empty bottle of Dosi Kis. I'm going to have to get another one. <laughs> and I am ready to rock this mother unicorn in show. Yes, I busted it out. <laughs> it's been Le- a few months. Let's yeah. rock. I mean, yeah, I guess I'm ready to rock too, but I, I, I'm so nervous, Mike. Why That's are somebody you nervous? Here, he knows more Japanese than I do. He can call me out of my mistakes. <laughs> in in uh, in regal Japanese fashion, I will not do that. Because <laughs> I'm in Aw. 
that's but that's shame. not a good way to improve your language either. Well. See, we've had Andrew on, but Andrew doesn't know enough to correct Julian. Yeah, he knows no. like hick Japanese that's true. enough to get yes, by. Yes, Kagoshima. <laughs> oh God. Well, here's how this episode is gonna work. We're gonna shoot the shit with Steve for a while. We're gonna we're gonna do an interview. We're gonna learn a little bit of history, um, some fun stuff. We're gonna move into the news. Yes, about the remastered Dragon Ball Z DVDs coming out from Funimation. After that, we're gonna give away the Daisenshu. We're gonna talk a little bit about the next year. So we're kind of skipping over our top five list and Aww. our DBZ ABCs and our emails this week because we have so much other exciting stuff. That'll all be back next week like usual. We're going to kick it off. Steve. Mm-hmm. We all want to know the very generic fanboy question. All right. How did you get into anime and or Dragon Ball? Well, let's see. It all started back in the middle, late 80s, I suppose. I was just hanging around. Uh, some um, Japanese anime fan clubs. Not really fan clubs, just more viewing parties. Right. And uh, got into it that way. That was that back then. It was it was all about the dirty pair and the city hunter <laughs> and the and the wow. Nanma. Yeah. And um, once upon a time, and then I went to college. Uh, my second semester, my freshman year, I had an open elective I could have taken, so I, I, I decided to take a semester of Japanese. Oh, all right. Um. The let's see the next year I went I got I got called on a on an LDS mission to Japan so I spent two years in Japan okay. doing the, the mission thing that's where I really uh, learned most of my Japanese and I came back and did a little time uh, studying at Eastern Michigan University where I learned how to not talk like a woman <laughs> um, uh, went on to uh, uh, Brigham Young University their Japanese department there and. And went and got my degree there. Hmm. And all the while, I was I was into I, from the from the time I was in Japan, I got into Dragon Ball just because it was, it was the there. hot. <laughs> it was it was there. It was the hot anime of the uh, you know at the time. That's interesting. I didn't know that you got into it while you were in Japan. Yes, that's pretty neat. So you were already quasi into the fandom by that point. Oh. I guess you were familiar. Yes, with yes, it. yes. Of course. Yes. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Right. Wow. Well, we're going to get a little more in-depth to your Japanese a little bit later on, but I'm going to kind of fast forward here to what, I guess, what I know you for, uh, past online. Mm -hmm. And this is stuff like Doomsy and the episode guide and maybe a little bit of Toriyama.org. Okay. So how'd you get started online? Um, just high-tech geekiness, I suppose. (laughs) I decided, wouldn't it be neat if I could have my own website? Hey guys, let's let's make a web page. Uh, Learn yes. how to do that, and you know that it turned out really bad, <laughs> and um, got a little bit better, a little bit better. Uh, at one point, I didn't I didn't have whichever Daisenshu volume it is that has the episode guide in it in the back. Somebody, my, one of my friends, uh, Xeroxed it and, and sent it to me, and I decided, <laughs> well, there's there's no episode guide anywhere online right now. This was probably what 97. Right, a little bit before me. Maybe 96, whatever. Mm. And decided to just throw something together, and that's, that's as far as it's gotten. And keep keep promising myself I'll go back and finish it, but it's 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 not going to happen. It's up to about what one fifty, I think, and it's uh, been that some, way yeah. since then. Somewhere, yeah, it's been there for almost a decade. 
Oh. Wow. Now, tell me a little bit about Doomsie. I can remember one of the earliest times I ever made contact with you. Because I've actually, I guess, quasi-known you online for a few years now. Back a, long, a long time, yes. IRC and news groups. Mm-hmm. I, I vaguely remember the first time I spoke with you, I asked why I couldn't get Doomsie to run. Mm-hmm. And that was because I was running the Windows version of Doom. Yeah, this, this yeah, the version I've got uh, that I made... Uh, this was back during the uh, the DOS days, right? And oh, and uh, I I don't know how with all of the the Doom is encoded, and I you know I just I, there was some um, editing software online. I decided to give it a whirl and see what I could do with it. Spent far too much time on it than I should have, and uh, just threw it together. So for those who don't know, this is back before Bid for Power, which I've actually never played or know anything really about. Mm-hmm. This, this was a mod for Doom, really, with uh, Dragon Ball characters and attacks and such, right? Right, the 1994 version of Doom. Wow. wow. I Yeah, I got on board the FPS stuff with Marathon, which was a Mac series. but mm-hmm. Oh, I remember that, yeah. Wow. This whole episode is an exercise in, like, old school. <laughs> Nostalgia. <laughs> we did uh, dash stuff. Let's talk a little bit about the transition from the episode guide and Doomsie into a little something called Toriyama.org. Oh, well, yeah. Um, I got invited on by, um, oh, I can't remember his name right now, Goku3 at AOL. Uh, probably won't. Cardass. Like any- <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Cardass. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to kill me. Um <laughs> He invited me. He had the um, the domain uh-huh. and invited me along to uh, to contribute. And basically, that's how it got started. It was me and and Cardass and Brian Real. Now, the three was Wuken involved with this? At uh, some point we, later, invited him, but he was kind of doing his own site with the. Um, help me out here. What was Wuken's site called? Susinshu. Yes, thank you. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And and so he he had his own site. Right. And and uh, we we. He contributed some to the uh, to the big uh, Toriyama database. Right, right. Basically, it was just it was just the three of us who who did the the Toriyama site. Now, you guys incorporated a lot of what was it? Three steps over the edge, and this was Curtis Hoffman. Curtis Hoffman's material. He was he was he was oh, the yeah. guy that was around even before I was. Right. He's now. Wow. I'm going to make a little comparison. I've said this before. Not many people will get this, but if you're into AMVs, Curtis Hoffman is Kevin Caldwell. Now, Mary's going to get this yes. reference. I'm I'm hoping to make a connection with like one other person out there. So we'll move on from there. <laughs> he's yes, this he's- dude who's around way before the rest of us, writing stuff, knowing everything, and then kind of disappeared. He used to write summaries every week. I can't remember if they were the manga or the the anime. I'm pretty sure he was doing both. I know he was doing weekly summaries of GT as that was airing. Right. He also did, I think, a couple of things for at least towards the end of the manga while it was still in serialization because he makes a few comments, especially towards his later summaries, about the little blurbs that appear in Jump magazine, which aren't reprinted in the... Ah, okay. And the Tankobon. And I don't know, some of his um, interpretations of not only names, but some of the terminology he thinks up is kind of um, unusual, and it's sort of persisted in weird They're forms. They're still around. <laughs> I know. So you kind of set the precedent for, like, fam- fan terminology? I, yeah, I'm he- pretty sure that's where Ultra Super Saiyajin came from. Pretty sure. It's the it's, earliest reference I can find. Because I don't really ever really stop to think, hmm, where, where, did, did, I, that where did that come from? I mean, it's not referenced in the show, actually, so right. where on earth did I get this from? We so, all just kind of stole it from him, because we didn't from, know better. <laughs> and back then it was easier to 
well, I don't want to say easier to steal on the internet, but because there were so few people. Exactly. Who would ever know? Exactly. <laughs> there was only five people. It didn't matter. On the internet? Yes, on the, on the internet. <laughs> so we had Toriyama.org. It was going great for a while. We were getting mm-hmm. some nice information up there. Curtis Hoffman had his stuff over there. What the hell happened? There was some kind of um, server trouble in that um, the domain name didn't get renewed for some reason. Uh. I don't know. I don't know who was responsible, but for some reason the, the name lapsed, and then somebody came and 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 sniped it out from under us. That is bullshit. I remember that, yeah. <laughs> which is really reminding me of my age. But I remember when that news broke. Now, Steve, I don't know if mm. I told you this. But mm. the person who bought the domain actually mm-hmm. emailed me and offered to sell it to me. Ooh, oh, that's a bastard oh, thing God. to do. Yeah, I don't Well, he offered to sell it back was. to us, too. Oh, yeah. At least whoever, was, whoever owned it at the time. Right. So I, I have no idea what the price was. I know it was... It a, was four digits for us. Yeah. I don't know what it was for... I'm pretty sure it was also four digits for me as well. Oh, I mean, the internet bubble. I, was I still in high school? I must have still you been, must have been, in, been high still in high school. I, I wasn't going to pay for this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, had it been about now, maybe we all could have very easily taken care of it. But We had had yeah. uh, server trouble in that uh, we, we, we had bandwidth problems and that we were right. always going over our quota anyway. So it was hard for us to keep a, ser- uh, a server. Right. That would, that would host us. And we were on the edge of that kind of burst around then where uh, hosts were finally realizing, hey, we have to pay for this bandwidth. Right. So things weren't going so hot. No longer all the bandwidth you can eat no. for free. Now, I'm not sure if this is – it must have been before the site went down. I want to talk about the petition. Oh, yeah. And, the petition. <laughs> and really what I consider the first real fan contact with Funimation. Oh, yes. So tell me well, how this got started. It was mostly the the brainchild of Brian Reel. The duck. He'd, I remember this the duck. Yeah. He uh he he had a number of of uh, propositions of, of proposals that he would send to Funimation. I don't know how he um, how he first made contact with them. I don't either. You know, there were a couple people in the company that would email us someone every once in a while. I remember I got something from. Even before um, Chris Sabat's time, someone got in touch with mm-hmm. me. But there were definitely a couple people that we were able to get in touch with. Well, he put together a proposal for, for uh, DVDs and, and subtitles and an and original Japanese language track. Remember at the time, this was just when VHS was out and everything was a dub. Right, and there was only the edited dub as it premiered on TV. That was it. Correct. And he, he had tried to make a case to him that... Uh, uh, it was a regular business proposal. You could you could be able to uh, reach you know this many more fans if you include this kind of a, a, a Japanese track with subtitles. And uh, what do you think? Apparently, uh, the, I don't know if it was how much influence his proposal had, but uh, I guess DVDs were were coming into vogue at the time, and, yeah. and they decided to, to make a go of it. I'm and, actually uh, kind of shocked, but I think it was that very magical point in time where everyone was just in the right position. To maybe consider doing it. It was very serendipitous. Yeah. You see, today, things like One Piece, it's essentially the same type of situation. Same long-running show. You know, the dubbing production company wants to market it to a little bit of a younger audience. But the way that's handled now, we really don't have a chance of getting that show uncut properly. And with Dragon Ball, we really weren't thinking we were going to as well. But something just clicked. And the rest is history. Mm Mm-hmm. So a little bit about the petition. I I remember people signed it. Was it on Toriyama.org? Uh, yes, it was. Okay. And and uh, and I and I I still have the uh, list of names. Oh, do you really? It in two different versions. I can't remember 
how that worked exactly. I went back and looked at them today. The first one had like 3,000 and some other signatures. Wow. And then the second one, I don't know if it was a follow-up or how it worked. There was another like 1,500 on that one, 1,600. I hope I signed it. I think I did. Oh, I'm sure you did. <laughs> I was there. I was ready. You know, we're talking about Brian approaching Funimation. How did you get involved with this approach and what you offered to do? Actually, it was it was mostly all him. Okay. He he passed my name along. They already knew of me because of, of the episode guide. Gotcha. You'll notice that some of the um, episode titles after a certain point between the um, <laughs> in the after the Ginyu storyline or so they 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 begin to look a lot like <laughs> the ones on my site. Yes, yes, they do. <laughs> so they were aware of me. Right. And um, uh, he passed my name along, and and uh, one morning about. Six o'clock in the morning, I think it was. We got a call from Gen Fukunaga and said, "You know, this is uh, this is what we're we're planning. This is what we're doing. Well, would you like to uh, uh, hop on and and uh, do some translations for us?" Wow, Gen himself at six in the morning. <laughs> Aren't you guys in been... the same time zone? <laughs> no. Oh, you're not. No. Okay. Are you on the East Coast? I'm on. I'm in the Mountain Time Zone. Okay. Oh. Ah, okay. I'm in Utah. Gotcha. So Gen calls you. Mm-hmm. And what exactly happens from here? I mean, <laughs> my mental picture of Gen is probably quite different from <laughs> what actually exists. So what happens from here? What happened is they sent me um, some VHS tapes. This is for the uh, the Ginyu discs. They sent me some. Uh, they, they they went through all the uh, paperwork as far as the non disclosure agreement. Right. Some, uh, oh, fun. Uh, signing contracts. I love NDAs. And we had to fax those back and forth, the signatures and everything. Right. They sent me some uh, VHS tapes and uh, and told me what kind of format of script they were looking for. Mm-hmm. So I popped it in the VCR and and um, and uh, translated them and and timed them according to their to their uh, time codes and uh, sent it in and and waited to hear from them. And uh, we we uh, worked out some kind of standardized way to uh, to for me to submit the scripts. And from there they they go to the DVD author. Currently, that's Jamie Westman, usually, mm-hmm. for the things that I uh, translate. And they will convert the script that I submit into whatever their authoring software is and, and uh, encode the subtitles for it gotcha. for, the, for each episode. Is hmm. what you do now any different from how it was back then? Are you still working off VHS and no script? No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> after about a year or two, I decided it would be a lot easier if we did this on DVD because when you're timing an episode, you got to go back and forth until you... Yeah. <laughs> so you find where, they, where you get to start the timing from, mm-hmm. and you can do that a lot easier digitally than you can with uh, rocking back and forth the, the tape. So I proposed that you know they start sending DVDRs, and and um, that would work for them, and it, and it has been a lot easier. So do you do everything directly from ear, or do you get scripts for anything? Both, I get both scripts. back then and now. Back then, well, let's see the. Dragon Ball Z series didn't have any. I get the uh, recording scripts that the uh, actors would use in the, when they did the studio recordings. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually after they've been uh, corrected for, I mean, edited by the, uh, the studio in, in Japan. I get copies of those. Lately they've been uh, scanning them onto PDFs and just sending CDs of, of the uh, PDF scans. Oh, that's nice. But at, but at hmm. first I was getting the, the paper scripts, uh, right. photocopies of them. Right. But those didn't start until like episode 200 of Dragon Ball. So the uh, first <laughs> whole bunch of them were, were done by ear. Wow. With the audio quality of those episodes too, that must have been. Yeah. yeah. Well, I I I have the manga for most well, of that, true. so <laughs> it doesn't deviate too far. Well, that leads into my next question. What what do you use, especially with Dragon Ball? Because 
you know, I'm familiar with it and I know what there is. Do you use anything like the Daizenshu? Obviously, you said you just use the manga for a couple of things. Is there anything well, that yeah. you reference to double check things? Not really. I, I, <laughs> I knew the story well enough going into it that uh, right. it, was, it, was, it was just, you know, right there at hand mm. in my head for most of it. That's nice. Is that different now for things that you haven't seen? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, there are, you know, series that, especially uh, like, uh, what have I done? It's not Tenchi. Uh, like the um, the Sakura Tyson, mm-hmm. Sakura Wars. Uh, you know, that, mm-hmm. that's that's something that we're picking up from some other uh, outfit. Right. And I don't know what, what terms they're using for certain terms in, in previous dubs. I'm sure with the, the Tenchi series, uh, you know, the same thing goes on with there. That's true. You're working off of consistency from years and years of other people and other fans. I'm doing the uh, Tsubasa Chronicles series, and, you know, there's a whole bunch of clamp stuff that I... That I oh, know, man. I oh, have no. some history for you. <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes, and, and same with the Lupin. I, I That's true, did too. a couple of Lupin movies. It's the same thing. Right. So tell me, what happens to the scripts, the translations, after you're done with them? Do you kind of type them up in a Word document? and wh- yeah, What happens with them? I send them in as Word documents. Okay. And and from there they go to the uh, uh, they go to Jamie and and uh, get encoded and that's 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 all I know about it. And then I don't see him again until. <laughs> this, well. Do you have any proofreaders? Um, Brian Wheel did a bunch of proofreading me for the um, first uh, year or two, mm-hmm. three. But then uh, things came up. He got too busy. Couldn't help me out. And I did my own proofreading for a while. Uh-huh. Uh What I do now is each script that I have, I I will convert it to a substation alpha script format and and run it through and 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 uh, watch the episode again with my subtitles as oh. they would appear, which allows me to both proofread them and to double check that all of my timing is correct uh, that's pretty neat now, and I'll usually do that uh, like I'll do four episodes at a stretch you know one disc's worth okay and then and then you know it'll take me about a day Maybe maybe two days, depending on Koto Chow will take me two days because <laughs> each, the scripts are so wild. Right. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, some time will have passed between the when I've done the first episode and when I've done the last episode. Right. And I'll, I'll go through and watch them, and, and by that time, you know, your your head is cleared for whatever translation <laughs> you've you, you've done. I'll read them and I'll think, what was I thinking when I when I did that translation? Go back and patch it. <laughs> Talking about doing Kodocha, obviously you're coming off of Dragon Ball. You're doing all this stuff. Were you ever approached to subtitle the original Dragon Ball? And that kind of leads into, who's Clyde? Yes, okay. Um, this was back in 2002. At the time, I was doing, let's see, Yu Yu Hakusho, Fruits Basket, Dragon Ball Z, and Blue Gender still. Right. And now they were going to start doing, they're going to start releasing uh, the original Dragon Ball. And there was just too much for one person to do. So they uh, flew me down to uh, their offices there in Fort Worth. Uh, they were having a cast party there, and I got to meet everybody. Oh, that's neat. Oh, nice. And uh, we, I put together this uh, little portfolio and, a, and an audition tape, basically. Uh, they had solicited uh, some translators, and, uh, and there was a, a stack of resumes there. And I went through them uh, to uh, give my recommendation as to who would be a, a good choice, and I put together an audition tape for, with some of the more trickier things that I had had to translate, either through colloquialisms or hard-to-hear dialogue right and then have them audition those tapes and send them back in and go over them i don't know whatever happened to that <laughs> but um uh, clyde had had a um 
some history doing uh, video game translations. I, I actually just saw something about that. He was doing things with Earthbound, was it? Mother? Uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's, that's what it is. Some, some kind of RPG. But Most of the other applicants had you know plenty of, of experience doing translations, but they were mostly technical kind of translations. Ah. Uh-huh. Which is a lot different from doing narrative. Yeah, I can imagine. So, uh, do the translation process, doing the translation in in this regard, only about two thirds of it is 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 uh, the Japanese language. You also have to be able to write well in English. That's true. And so, uh, that's what's it's it's not as easy as it looks. <laughs> so, do you handle both your your own translation and then like your rewrite of your translation? Um, yeah, I, I'll you know I'll do a draft and then as I'm proofreading it. Uh, with the with time codes and everything, I'll I'll go back and make changes. Gotcha. And whatnot. Now you were just talking about how it's a little different to do the technical stuff versus the the TV shows. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about video games. You've done some video game translations for Funimation, right? What have you done? Which specific games? And how oh, is that yeah, any yeah. different? Let's see. Uh, starting with uh, Budokai Two, I think it was. Maybe it was. I did uh, two or three or no, three or four of the Budokai games, mm-hmm. uh, including the not the latest one, but the one before that, the Tenkaichi. Okay, the first Sparking game. Gotcha. Uh, I was. Uh, they approached me to do the one before uh, the one that came out this year, mm-hmm. but um, just I had too much to do at the time, and and doing video games is a lot of work. They um, none of the voices had been recorded at the time, mm-hmm. at least not in English. I mean, that's kind of the whole point of translating them. <laughs> right. But I never, I, if they had been recorded in Japanese, I haven't got the, uh, what to go from. But basically all I get is a big spreadsheet <laughs> with um, a column of, of the Japanese um, dialogue that they're recording. And two-thirds of that is, is a bunch of grunting and, and, and oofing and, and erging and, <laughs> and oofing. oofing. Uh, such as Dragon Ball. Yes. And then the columns for the English and then the British and then the... Italian and the French, and the what have you. Do, you don't do all those other translations, do you? No, those are all. Hand those off. <laughs> I have a hunch that they translate those from the English. Uh, you know, that wouldn't surprise me at all. Oh, dear. So you never even really hear any of the dialogue. You just no. do it all, all the time. All I get is basically the, 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 what they're going to record in Japanese, or maybe they already have, plus uh, a little bit of a director's instructions as to how to play it, you know, what's happening. And then I have to dump that into the English. Now, we can edit around this if necessary. But I wanted to ask, have there been any games where you've seen the final product and gone, what happened? Uh, there, let's see. Maybe maybe one or two places. Uh, there's the um, one, one part in where, you, let's see, when, they're, when you're being shot at with a fireball or a, a, one, of, one of your big killer attacks. Mm-hmm. And... Um, you, you dodge out of the way or you teleport behind the other guy. Does that make any sense? Yeah, definitely. Um, the, uh, the, the term for it in Japanese, it makes sense in that it's what a batter does when, it, when, when he's being pitched at. He's got to know where the ball is going to be uh-huh. to swing at. That's a, it's, a, it's a baseball term. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, that's the term they used in the, in the Japanese it's in order to know where the, I guess the, the, the Kamehameha is going to hit you in order to teleport away from it. Okay. It, it, the the translation the, the literal translation of the word made no sense at all. And did they and, use the literal translation of the word? No, I mean I had it penciled in for a while, <laughs> but I think we caught it at the last minute. Gotcha. When we finally figured out what it was that they were trying to, because the description was really weird on that. You know, 
this is this is all fantastic because it's so naturally leading into what my next questions are. Okay. I wanted to ask if there were any things that you have gone back to and you said kind of scratching your head, what was I thinking with that one? Or are there any like name spellings that you would change later on that you've gone back and looked at it? Uh I probably would have left the O on, on Kibito. Okay, why is that? Oh, because it's it comes from a Japanese word, yep. Kibito. And usually my, my, uh, my criteria for doing that is if it comes from a Japanese word, leave it in Japanese. Mm. I don't know what I was thinking at the time. I, I did that the first time, and, and it went off to, uh, to, to press, and, and I didn't catch it until after, I guess, the disc where he first appears had already come out, and by then I was locked into it. There you go. Gotcha. What was the biggest mistake that you've ever let through? Oh, let's see. I know I have a favorite. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Probably the, uh, in Yu Yu Hakusho, uh-huh. um, there's a scene where Yusuke and Kuwabara are, are storming Tarugane's castle, trying to free Yukina, and, and they both jump up at the same time and then kick one of, the, uh, one of the bosses that's trying to prevent them from getting through. And they ad-libbed this thing that I couldn't figure out for the life of me what they were saying. It wasn't in the script. And, uh, and uh, so, something, 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 and they were jumping and they were yelling. There was a lot of background noise. Couldn't figure out what it was. So I just figured... I, I sounded it out as best I could, figure out, well, uh, there's, there's, uh, this kanji might go with this sound and this one and this one. <laughs> just, you know, kind of fudged it. Uh-huh. Later it comes out, somebody realizes what they were saying and, and posts it in Usenet or somewhere, I don't remember. It's Shonen Jump. <laughs> <laughs> and when I knew what they, what I was listening for, it is as clear as day. Oh, man. Oh, that's great. Oh, dear. I'm trying to live that one down. Oh. That and the, um, what's the one where in, uh, was it movie nine? Yes, yes, that's cell the one. Is, so Cell Beat Cell or something. Cell, yeah, that was, I'll never live that one down. Honestly, that's the only one I've ever really seen, so that's why it's my favorite. There's a there's a scene in um, Fruits Basket where Ayame, who is um, uh, Yuki's cousin, uh, brother, uh, is in, is in uh, middle school and he's the class president and he's, he's uh, telling everybody that in order to, to keep these uh, kids from, from um, directing their sexual energies into, you know, into areas where you know, they could get in trouble, that they should all direct them at him and not to worry because he was playing offense. Or no, he was playing defense, not offense, so they wouldn't have to worry about that. And it, you know, this is before I knew what the whole Seme Uke thing was all about. Oh, no. I think I would go back and change that to pitcher and catcher. <laughs> oh, good Lord. These are just too good. Uh, we're we're going to take it away from that a little bit now. I was picturing this scene. I was going to say, you're cracking, cracking up. up here. I was like trying to contain myself. <laughs> so, well, like I said, we'll take it back a little bit. What was the first thing you ever translated? Be it for Funimation or for yourself or anything? Uh, well, when I was in Japan, I had an extra copy of... Uh, uh, the manga for Dragon Ball 4, which is the first uh, Tenkaichi tournament. Uh-huh. And I just kind of started working on translations there in the margins. And I was going to send them back to a friend I had in the state and said, hey, you got to see this. <laughs> I didn't know what was going on at the time. And, you know, so basically my first translation was uh, Dragon Ball. Wow, that's awesome. And then uh, when I got back, uh, I would go and rent the, um, the videotapes that they would have at the, uh, the, the Japanese grocery store. Oh, yes. Yeah. Imported those in and hmm. and rented those out to whoever would want to see them. So that's how I got caught up on um, on the Dragon Ball that I hadn't seen on on anime, which is basically all of it. Um, and then I would have friends over, and I would have to do a little bit of uh, 
simultaneous translation to tell him what was going on at the time. I kind of polished my skills that way. Hmm, for... Very nice. Now, I have two more questions, and then I'm going to turn it over to Julian for a little bit of Japanese stuff. Okay. So, number one, do you get DVDs of everything you do for Funimation for free from Funimation? Uh, I did for a time. <laughs> oh, no. Then it kind of dropped off. Then they got bought by, I don't even know how to pronounce, Navare. That's what I think it is. Yeah. And then I, 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 will, get, I will get them every once in a while again. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's no, uh, uh, there's no schedule. There's just they kind of uh, uh, appear one day. <laughs> gotcha. And my last question before I hand it over to Julian. Do you have any other day jobs or is this what you do? I did for a time. Uh, after I got my uh, degree, this was in uh, 1996, mm-hmm. uh, there were no immediate um, openings for me doing translation. I went back to, to school and, and got a, a degree in computer science, thinking that was probably going to be a more stable career. And then about halfway through that degree <laughs> is, when I, is when the automation thing started up. Uh-huh. So for a while, I was doing, um, I was doing uh, web design and, and, uh, and IT work during the day. And translating in the evenings until things got so busy and with the, with the translating and, and it became you know more profitable to do that. Gotcha. So that's what that's you're doing do. now. That's what, I, that's what I'm doing now. All right. Well, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to okay. go get another beer and oh. Julian's going to start talking Japanese with you. Oh, boy. Uh, really? <laughs> yes. Take <sighs> it away. Okay. I'm going to go back to English now because I don't feel like... Yeah, I don't know how, how interesting this is going to be for the listeners. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it would be kind of an, an interesting conversation, but I don't think other people will get too much out of it. So, Fair enough. I, I thought maybe I would start out with just a, a few kind of um, you know language-related things. Um, first of all, I was wondering what your experience is in terms of... Um, you, you mentioned earlier about education in the language. Mm-hmm. Um, like, have you ever sort of taken a kind of standardized test along with that to sort of quantify your skills? or is it I never have. Wow. I don't know how well I would do on one. Probably not as well as, as I would maybe 10 years ago. I see. Because I have, I have not been back to Japan since I returned, and, and um, I, don't, I don't do a lot of speaking. I, have, there's not, I, do, most, I do a lot of listening. <laughs> and then all my converting it to English, and that's basically all I've done for the last you know dozen years or so. I so see. I don't get a chance to speak at all that much. How long you you mentioned you spent about two years in Japan? Yes. And how long ago was that? Was uh, ninety one and ninety two. Oh. oh, so it's uh, about fifteen years. Ago, Been a while. Yeah. I see. Uh, now, did you maybe pick up any interesting anecdotes from your time spent over there? Uh, perhaps humorous misinterpretations of the language or uh, uh, just see. a youthful um, foreigner exuberance sort of caught up in the Japanese customs and confusion? Yeah, most of the latter. There was, there was one really embarrassing one. Um, uh, we got off the plane and they asked us how we were doing. And I, you know, this wasn't me, but it was, it was somebody who was in our group there. Or maybe I'm not remembering this right, but the, the the story goes that he said he was trying to say he had a little bit of jet lag. Jet lag is G saboke. It didn't come out that way though. It came out as chi saiboki, not boki. A little bit, a, a small erection. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, I think I think uh, uh, we we'll all have uh, problems with pronunciation. Where we'll, we'll go up to a baby and we'll try to say that he's cute. Instead of, <laughs> instead of coming out kawaii, it comes out kawaii. 
Frightening, <laughs> mm, scary. I think all babies are kawaii. That's true. Mary, Mary would actually be saying something honest. <laughs> Whatever. Maybe not. Anyway, now, did you ever learn anything new about the language or whatever show you were watching, for oh. that matter, while you were translating? Sure. There's uh, all kinds of slang, for example. I'm, I'm doing Peach Girl. All right. <laughs> I'm, um, I'm looking forward to that one. Oh, I, I'm, I'm digging Peach Girl. Uh, there's a, there's a lot of sling in Peach Girl because of yeah. <laughs> it's you know it's a, it's a high school drama, a comedy or something in between, a romance. And is the deal here if you're tan, you're a slut? That's what her deal is. Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, it means you're like a kogyaru or something like that. But. Right. But it's, she's not intentionally trying to be tan. That's no, no, just no, her. Gotcha. Right. But there's there's a lot of uh, slang that goes on in there, and that was. Some of that was new to me. I had to go through and research what you're saying. Do you like try to translate it like Valley Girl speech or anything? Um, not quite Valley Girl. That's that's a that's it would it would be out of time. But yeah, I do try to yes. I do try to keep it young. Ah, which is which is a how the, how the, how it's how it's played in the in the in the uh, Japanese. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> now, what about the most interesting term that you've sort of come up with in the course of your translations? Mm. Or the New thing that you've learned about the language in the process. I think uh, I think it's the use of the word ghetto. When I was in Japan, they didn't say ghetto. That's mm. kind of a new that's kind of a new thing to do. But now everything is is ghetto sta. Yep. Well, it's easier to say than say tenireta or eta or moratta. So I maybe guess, uh, whatever. That kind of threw me for a, for a bit when it first came up, but because um, it, it never it never get conjugates got <laughs> gotten. Yes. But not in Japanese. But not in Japanese. It, it's more of a, a sort of a wasaeigo construction. Yeah. Although it's it's more to the meaning than some of the other ones that you'll find. For the longest time, I didn't get why well, there was all these advertisements for reform, and yet they didn't seem any at all political in nature. And then I realized, oh, they're house remodeling. <laughs> <laughs> you know, your ori- original reason for wanting to learn Japanese. I have a feeling maybe it's similar to my original reason, but it's um, just just for the anime. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's how it started. You nerds. Wait. Oh, that's why we all <laughs> took it in college. Yeah, well, it's kind of why I, I started, because I got annoyed at, like, censorship. It was probably because of Dragon Ball. But, um, over time, you know, my, my appreciation for the language itself being kind of uh, very linguistically oriented, but <laughs> I don't know. I, I think that's probably maybe a commonality for a lot of us. Yeah, I think so. Oh, dear. Well, for what? the longest time, going through high school and, and, and my first year to a college, I was I was going for the art major. I thought I was going to grow up and be an illustrator. I actually wanted to do cartoons from the production side. But when I started taking Japanese, I found that I was a lot better at that than I was at doing <laughs> art. And so I gave up and moved on to that. Well, you know, you could have given up on art and become a political demagogue rising to a dictatorship, but well, let's not get into that. Well, um, <laughs> <clears throat> so we know from your translations that you do enjoy sort of giving a kind of dialectal flavor to forms of Japanese that are not the so-called standard, which, right. to be fair, is pretty much everything outside of narration. But um, <laughs> what is your favorite either dialect or just form of speech to translate? Well, my favorite would be the easy one, the, the Hyojungo, the standard Japanese, the Tokyo <laughs> Japanese, because I don't have to... Don't have to think twice or, or check it up. Uh, doing doing Osaka Ben like uh, with Senjiro on Kodocha is 
is that's always a kick because ah, sauna. Cause I get to I get to the idea with him is to make him sound kinda like Groucho Marx. <laughs> give give him a, give him a dialect but make it an urban one. Um, mm. my favorite would probably be Ahime Ben though, which has not yet come up in my translation work, mostly because it's so rural and so few people speak it I would think. The, but that's where I I spent most of my time in, in Japan, not most, but a good deal of my time in, in Ehime Prefecture, mm. which is down on Shikoku. So I kind of have a soft spot for that. So what kind of aspects does Ehime Ben have? I mean, maybe that's only something that will interest me. But I didn't understand a lot of it when I was there. I know that they have a lot of... It's, it's, it's kind of... Um, it's, it's, it's harsher than your... Well, harsh is not the right word. It's, it's more direct. Uh. And they say ken a lot at the end of sentences. Yo, Atsui can aw. I don't know. <laughs> it's hard to classify a dialect. That that sounds. It's not. Yeah. It sounds. Standard. <laughs> it's not an accent. It's a dialect. It's like it's yeah. like take take uh, Scottish Highland, mm-hmm. uh, Irish, Welsh, Australian, <laughs> uh, U.S. Uh, New England, uh, the South. What are some other Texas? And 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 take all those dialects, and 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 stick them. In in one country the size of California, and and then let them all fight it out. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Except they have a standard that they can you know revert to for well, newscaster uh, English yeah. is our standard. That's well, true. Yeah, but even even BBC English versus American kind of whatever the broadcast networks use. So uh, moving on, uh, it's also pertaining to this kind of uh, translation. But we we also know that because you like to give a, a very sort of feel for the, the kind of language that the people are speaking. Uh, I mean, we've probably, all of us in, in the podcast recording right now, have seen people kind of coming out uh, maybe against more um, naturalized kind of translations, preferring something more literal. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering what your thoughts were on that, uh, particularly like lit- more literal versus uh, more localized translations, and maybe it's, any pet peeves that you have in the subject. It's it's a real balancing act. When I translate, I like to take every single part of whatever sentence they're saying and make sure that it it appears in the English version somewhere. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be literal, but it does have to get each point of each idea across. I in the past I was I was more literal, but it, it sounds more mechanical that way. You need to be able to to smooth it into. And especially with ideas that don't necessarily translate so well, you've got to find some kind of um, analog or homolog oh, between the two of them. It, it, it's real tricky sometimes, especially with with uh, especially with set phrases that that don't have any English equivalent. Gochisousama. Gochisousama. Otsukaresama. You know what? I gotta pop in because one of the best examples I can think of mm-hmm. was in the Trunks TV special where oh. Gohan and Trunks sit down and go itadakimasu. Yeah. And you translated that as what I humbly accept, or yeah, that's that's kind of my go-to uh, translation for that term. Hmm. Better than saying grace. <laughs> that's true. It's pretty good, actually, though, because I mean, you got itadaku being sort of to receive, and then and that's the humble form, so that works. And it's yeah, it's a lot better than a lot of the other things you see for it, like chow down. Chow down. Pretty much. <laughs> no, uh, in in terms of like pet peeves, when when you hear this argument pop up, is there anything that just really gets on your nerves? Hmm. You mean between the um, the literal and the and the the what do you call it? Like people who are liberal. Like people who are arguing for one side or another. Like it's like not, a dub sub argument, except it's within yeah. Japanese exclusively. Like there's a lot of arguments that get thrown around. One that really rankles me in particular is the thing about cursing and um just like because... anime labs oh dear <laughs> um, well 
things have gotten a lot better since those days. <laughs> they have. <laughs> we have you now. <laughs> I'm not. A, I'm not a, actually a big fan sub watcher. I, I don't have much time to actually watch That's what's true. going You're on doing these it yourself. days. <laughs> I'm doing. My, yeah, you can only take so much of this, you know, in a day. It's true. Um, and I and I don't like to. I don't like to, you know, watch them, especially if it's something that I'm doing until after I've done it. Ah, yeah. As then it it it. Uh, you know, it, it'll affect the way my translation might come out, and I like to actually, you know, keep mine separate, and then maybe after it's already done, I'll go back and watch it, and see, mm-hmm. you know, how the how 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 somebody someone else's take on it. Mm. And there's some really good translators out there. Um, some of the stuff that has really impressed me, especially compared to the you know, who do I don't want to insult here? The anime, <laughs> anime labs <laughs> uh, translations of old. Uh, yes. Do I have any? Um, I don't really have any. Uh, I don't come down on one side or the other. For the most part, um, how how many people will really know how good the translation is? That's uh, it's kind of true. Enough, it's sad, but good it's enough true. to do the comparison. Yeah, and I guess with that in mind, probably what just gets a lot of people's on a lot of people's nerves is people who argue about quality of translation without being able to translate it themselves, <laughs> which is a lot of people. Yeah, I would appreciate the the criticism. I mean, if it uh, if it has merit, I'm always willing to, to you know learn a new way to translate a, a phrase or a, or or you know some constructive criticism, but um, only if it you know actually has merit to it. Now we have a couple more questions for you, and then we're okay. going to move on into this whole remastered DBZ thing. Mm-hmm. So I think we really only have two main questions left for you. Maybe something else if Julian pops in with something. And I know Julian's a huge One Piece fan. He's he's caught up on it. He loves it. I'm very far behind on everything in the world. Is there anything over in Japan right now that's not here yet that you're really into? Or do you just not have the time for it? I don't really have the time. I've, I, I'll, I've seen... Basically all I know about is, is what I see in the news groups or... Or, or you know, the various forums and message boards. I won't even. I mean, I don't read the posts, but I'll see the names in the in the uh, subject headers, whatever. Gotcha. And and the name will stick in. And when then then when it comes up somewhere else, or <laughs> years later, you'll be like, "Hey, I'm translating that now." Yeah. Or <laughs> or maybe if it's if it's something that uh, Funimation is considering licensing, I'll say, "Oh, dibs." <laughs> that's that's how full metal, that's how I got Full Metal Alchemist. Nice. I was gonna say, kind of along those same lines. Was there any show that you've done for Funimation that you found yourself really liking? Well, uh, most of them. Let's see. The, about the only ones I haven't really liked were Galaxy Railways. Sorry, all you Matsumoto fans. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. That one didn't grab me until the very end. With the, the, the big, the big climax at the end of the series was really well done, I thought, but it just took too long to get there. No, but the rest of them, I've, I've enjoyed them all. So I've been lucky in that regard. Is there uh, anything, well, let's first say that's been announced so we don't get you into any kind of non-disclosure agreements. <laughs> I, yeah, um, I already made a list of what I can talk about here. <laughs> um, that uh, we can look forward to that's going to have your work on it. Well, I just finished the uh, to the halfway point on Kodocha. Still going um, strong. So, oh, yeah. Uh, it's Vasa Chronicles. Uh, did the first couple of discs for that. Um, I just started Glass Fleet today. Uh, no, yesterday. Kantai, I think. Yes, right. that's the one. Kind of, kind of enjoying. I've only done the one episode, and that's as far as I've gotten. But it strikes me as kind of a Les Misérables in space so far. <laughs> uh, Peach Girl got a couple of discs into that. Um, School Rumble and Moon Phase, or Tsukiyomi, will be coming. Well, Moon Phase is almost done. I'm not translating that as much as I'm just editing the uh, translations and timing them. 
and the same will be true of, of School Rumble and the second half of Peach Girl and uh, Tsubasa as well because um, there's just too much to do gotcha. and, and, and plenty of work to go around. That's good. Good to be busy. Yeah. No <laughs> shortage of work. This is really a Dragon Ball question because I don't think it really applies to many of the other things you've done. We're in an era now where the show has been released in Japan, mm-hmm. finally, completely. Pretty much the entire series has been released here on DVD in one form or another. Via There's Funimation. only a handful of scenes that have been cut out that right. haven't seen the light of day. It's aired completely on TV. Mm-hmm. It's aired entirely on the international channel when it was still the international channel. Right. And this kind of applies to that time era. Okay. How did and or do you feel about your scripts for Dragon Ball Z appearing and being shared online? Not a not a not a not a favorite of mine. Uh, I mean, I'm loyal to Funimation in that they're the ones that paid me for them in the first place, and and they deserve to have their work, which is they own the copyright on those scripts. Um, they deserve to to be the the benefactors for that work. So I don't I haven't seen a whole lot of my work out there. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like when somebody's copying your website. Yeah. Mm. I, I mean I've had that happen to me plenty of times the episode guide it's it's uh, somebody getting something for nothing and and uh, that's going to turn into a whole uh, fan sub debate because <laughs> it's true. like that it's gotcha. like that that's really i think that sums it up pretty good financially it's no skin off my nose but it's it rubs me the wrong way because because i mean it's not personal to me but right. it's, it's still my work being exploited i gotcha yeah I mean, I do feel the same way. Uh, there was an episode of a Brazilian website back a couple of years ago that took um, a translation I did for, I think, one of the Nekomaj... Was it one of the Nekomajin things? Was it, like, the very end of Dragon Ball when we were doing the comparison? Probably both. But they... they Number one, they took my translation and, and translated it into Portuguese. Number two, they slapped it right onto the images, which I had not done. So I think it was probably... Yeah, it was Dragon the end Ball of Dragon Ball then, the new ending from the Kanzenban. Mm-hmm. You know, one of my translations for I can't remember what episode ended up being used by Anime Labs. This is before. This is long oh, wow. before I even started. <laughs> and, and I was just just for the for, just on a lark. I translated an episode, didn't time it or anything, and and uploaded it somewhere. Mm-hmm. And uh, somebody took it and ran with it, and, uh. and Anime Labbed it up a little bit too. <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez! I love how it became a Kamehame <laughs> shit piss dog fuck. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> Uh, Mary, Julian, do you guys have anything else for for a kind of general interview with Steve here? I, I got uh, my question. In. All right, shoot. No, no, I said I asked. You. Oh, you oh, I got, got it in. Oh. Okay. Well, okay. I just I do have one more. All right. And maybe you've partially covered it with the idea of things where you maybe couldn't quite get in translation, but you know you figured out later on. But has there been anything from way back when you were still really learning the language that you might have done a translation for and then come across it years later and just go, what was I thinking? Oh, sure. I've done that. Oh, sure. And I'm sure as these uh, seasoned box sets comes out, come out, <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll be looking at them. With any luck, I'll be able to go through and, and uh, touch up the, uh, the Ginyu discs. Right. And, and, the, and the subtitles that appeared on them. I'll, I'll you know, get the name standardized. And, and yeah. There were a few... Uh, let's see, there was one that where somebody was in an Ugokunai Jotai. Uh, Today I would uh, translate like a, that as, as it being unable to move. But I think at the time I, I translated it as a state of, of being unable to move or something. You know, it's some, some really uh, literal translation. 
I saw that um, years ago, and I was thinking, well, that's that's how people talk. Yeah, that doesn't <laughs> sound at all unnatural. Um, <laughs> maybe I'll go through and uh, be able to uh, touch those up before they get re released. Gotcha. All right. One thing I'd also like to do is go back and, and go through all of the um, attack names, like in uh, GT uh, and maybe in Yu Yu Hakusho. There's a bunch of, of, of uh, well, not so much in Yu Yu Hakusho because they got translated uh, at the same time, but in uh, Dragon Ball GT, there's a bunch of attacks that I just left them in the the, uh, the Japanese names, mm -hmm. you know, Street Fighter Two style, right? Mm -hmm. And and never went, I never did explain what they were, what the what the kanji that went with them was going to oh. be. So maybe someday I'll go through those and make up a list. Well, we've got the perfect files if you want to refer to us for anything. <laughs> we have various copies of them at this point. <laughs> yes, Steve, I think that wraps up our uh, general interview with you. Okay. We are going to move on to the remastered DBZ sets from Funimation. Wow. So for the American Dragon Ball fans living under a rock the last week, there's some big shit going down over in Texas. Funimation has announced, and they did this at, what was it, Wizard World? Wizard World, um, Texas... I believe. Something. Right. After this big contest where they granted a wish or something, they announced that they will be releasing the entirety of Dragon Ball Z TV series, uncut, obviously, on DVD, remastered, but their own remaster, not directly from the Dragon Box from Japan, and widescreen. This is an interesting little situation we got going on here. Now, you can actually read the official press release from Funimation on such sites as um, Anime News Network and all your... Anime on DVD. Right, all your favorite um, press release sites. So you can just read all this for yourself. I want to go through a couple of these buzzwords that Funimation's spitting out at us and why they're a little confusing. And now, Steve, I was talking to you a little bit before this announcement came out. Right. And you weren't too sure what was going on yourself. Well, I, I'm, and, I, and I still am not. I... I worked the other side of the uh, right. the uh, of the industry there, especially when it comes to the dub stuff. Right. And you know, I have not seen any of the uh, remastered material myself. I don't I don't really know what's going on except uh, what by this by now everybody has already figured out uh, going through the, uh, the message forums and. Right. Last week has been quite an explosion of various message boards. So what we're really going to do here is just kind of talk it out and get it off our chest and say what's going on. So let's go through a couple of these words here. Okay. Now, Funimation is putting out Dragon Ball Z widescreen. Now, mm -hmm. this is a little confusing. Let's talk, first let's just take it back to Japan and the TV series and the movies. TV right. series, obviously, 1986, the show starts on TV. It's just normal 4x3 full screen. Right. Movies come out in Japan. They were animated the same way, 4x3 for regular TV, but they kind of crop them so they can show them properly in theaters. Now, when they were released on Laserdisc and video in Japan, they were still cropped, but they were still actually full screen, and when Funimation brought them out, they were full screen. So there's all that confusion going on. But really, the show is full screen. We get this trailer from Funimation, and we get this wording from Funimation that it's widescreen, and they've right. gone back to the original film masters for the show, and there's actually more footage than you think there is. Now... I'm calling bullshit, and so are most other people on the yeah. internet. It's like I own a cell from the show. We that that shit's cells. not widescreen. No. Yeah. If you do put it in widescreen, you're going to get the edges of the frame and probably some areas where it's not fully drawn in. Right. There are two things you can do here. You can right. either A, crop the footage so it fits, or 
stretch it the shit out so everyone looks really, really fat. If you've seen like... some, you know, badly encoded A and Bs, then you <laughs> know you how, how bad that's going to look. Uh, yeah, if you've ever seen anything or if you've put in an anamorphic DVD and you're like, hmm, why is everyone really tall? That's because it's stretching out the vertical nature of the widescreen to fit your full screen. This would kind of be the opposite. It, it just don't work that way, folks. It doesn't work that way with Dragon Ball. So we've seen lots of great comparison pictures people have been doing. People have been going nuts with these. You can't fool anime <laughs> fans. They're very technically adept. <laughs> yes. Dragon yeah, Ball Z, been shown. DBZ ain't widescreen. So do we know what's going on here? I mean, they're kind of trying to put this spin on it that, I mean, I have to say they've been very, very nice. They've been very receptive. Funimation's been putting out some great posts to people. Very nice. They're not lashing back or anything. Mm. But they're kind of lying. They're like, no, there's actually more footage in the Film Masters that you didn't see before. Like, no, there really ain't. So do we know what's going on here? Or do we just finally assuming, shit, they're cropping it? If by we you mean me, then the answer is no. <laughs> uh, I think the people who were at Wizard World know better than anyone. Yeah. Because they had, I mean, they had a video presentation and everything there. And right. We don't know what, what, if the trailer that's on the website is indicative of what the finished product is going to look like. Right. I mean, it's, it's not even in the, in the correct uh, aspect ratio from what I understand. Yeah. The, the trailer, it's, it's kind of weird because most of it's a Saiyajin arc and then there's some stuff from like, we got a power. <laughs> like, what the hell's going on with that? So that alone is a little strange. But And people have been doing some great comparisons using footage from that trailer. But like you were saying, we don't know if the trailer is truly indicative of what the final project or product is. Right. So, so everything everything is speculation up to now. It, it really is, unfortunately. The uh, marketing and PR people are going to be putting out some kind of more information uh, right. this week. Right. And, I did and, see that. Uh, until I guess that will be the... Uh, Look to that rather than look to me because I, <laughs> I know what everybody else knows Gotcha. at this point. Well, let's move on to the next buzzword they're using here, and that's high definition. Mm -hmm. And this is coming out on standard DVD from what I understand, which yes. inherently is impossible to be high definition because the best you can get is 480p, which is progressive at yes. 480 lines. The, the new uh, Telecine uh, transfer is going to be uh, high definition, right. and then the, uh, the DVD yes. will be mastered from that. So once... If they decide to put it out on the next generation format, then It'll by all ready. means they could. Right. It'll already be. They could put it out in HD. Right. I, from what I gather here, missing data, but. they're just doing their hard work ahead of time. So when they inevitably pull in Ava and re-release it for the billionth time, they can just slap it out there and it's done. They don't have to do any work. So that would be my understanding. It, it's a little misleading, but it's kind of true at the same time. Like their masters are high definition. At 1080p. But what you're going to watch is not high definition. Right. You're just going to be watching regular TV. It's going to look nice. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Dragon Box looked great. That's mm -hmm. running in 480p. <laughs> but so it's not really a high definition that you'll be watching. It'll look nice. That's good. What do you guys think about the, the colors that we've seen in the trailer here? It's hard to tell from the online video. It is. It's like a streaming trailer. We and plus, really we were watching tell. it on your crappy monitor, which shows everything dark, so I yeah, really can't well. make a judgment call on what it actually <laughs> looks like. If I'm really not fussy about that kind of thing at all, so <laughs> I'm the wrong person to ask. For us, we were just so freaking happy to finally be able to get the show on DVD in any form whatsoever, just actually watch it. But I think fans are finally getting to the point where they're like, yeah, we've had these DVDs for a while. Hey, wait a minute. Japan's getting some nice stuff. We want that too. So they're, mm. they're looking to these to look a little nicer. I think what they've shown looks good. Like Mary, you were saying, it's just a streaming trailer. We can't really tell just yet. 
We don't know if that's truly representative. But the head looked nice, though. Yeah. I mean, it didn't look like anything I couldn't do with a little bit of Dean and MF Tune and SSX Sharpen and stuff, but it looked a lot better in their streaming video than some of the early DVDs did. So that's saying a lot right there. I'm looking forward to it, even if it's not the same as the Dragon Box. I'm just looking... I am so psyched to do, like, eight-way comparison pictures between all these different countries and DVD Your work never ends. I know, it doesn't. So thanks to Funimation for always giving me screenshots to do at the very least. (laughs) Well, let's move on from the video here and talk a little bit about the audio. Now, longtime fans of Daizenshu EX, and if you've listened to this podcast, especially this episode in particular, will know we're not exactly fans of the dub. So... This news about the dub having the Japanese score selectable. I'm excited about that. I'm interested. I'm not excited, but I think it's kind of neat. Well, I think it's a, something that a lot of people have wanted, not necessarily because they want or need it, just because it's a cool thing to have, and it's always been a pain not to be able to switch right. on those DVDs. Well, let me read a quote here. This is from the press release. Fans will be able to listen to the original Japanese score with either the original Japanese dialogue or the English dialogue. That's pretty clear. Mm-hmm. I think. It's probably the one clear bit of information in the entire... Right. Um, other than, like, the release date of the first set. <laughs> so what we're assuming from here is we're going to have at least three tracks. We're going to have the original Japanese, same as we've had since the beginning with um, Funimation's own DVDs. We're going to have their typical English dub, usually with uh, Bruce Falconer's score. And then we're going to have this new track that they've put together with their normal English dub dialogue, which includes, you know, the rewritten scripts and their voice cast, except it'll have the Japanese score. The only time we've ever had this was the original release of the first three movies back in 1997 and 1998. Those were grand times. You know, fans have always said, those. That's how we want Dragon Ball. That's how we want it. Why can't you do it? Now, unfortunately, Steve didn't really have anything to do with those early ones. Not that I'm aware of, because that was Funimation Pioneer times. You've since gone back and the DVD box that just came out, you did the translations on those, though, right? Yes. Right. And I have to say, I, I thoroughly enjoyed the spelling of the villain's name in movie three. <laughs> <laughs> Thomas. Oh, yes. <laughs> well, somebody had to do it. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, Mary, you're excited about this Japanese audio yeah. with the dub? Only because it's a new, a new thing that should have been done ages ago. Yeah. So... That's how I feel about that. I, I think it'll be interesting to see dub fans' reactions. I've actually seen more optimism towards it than, you know, typical dubby, ah, Bruce Faulkner is great. You know, it's weird. I, for this entire um, announcement has been primarily optimistic. It's been with, the, very optimistic. with the exception of people's realization of, hey, this isn't widescreen. Fuck. <laughs> I, I've got to say, I have seen so many well-written posts with smart people. People coming out of the woodwork. They're like, thank God, I can finally watch DBZ from episode one to episode 291. It's in the trailer itself. It says, for the first time ever, the <laughs> entire series. It's like, oh my God, they're aware that, you know, there's a need to be consistent with this series. So because <laughs> of that fact alone, you're going to have probably closet fans, people that didn't have an interest before, or people who didn't want to admit they had an interest, can finally now go and watch this show. But then there's a whole, well, am I missing the picture? If it's going to be widescreen, and that might be a deal breaker for a lot of people if that's not clarified you know what soon. i see here is like some funimation executive kind of shrugging they got their hands in their pockets they're looking down they're kind of kicking the ground they're like yeah we know we're sorry about the whole consistency thing <laughs> oh. well another part of the consistency that that people haven't been making much of it i don't think is is how uh they're going through and say 
uh, you've got a flashback where Raditz is featured, and rather right. than having Chris Sabat voice him, they'll, they'll go and have you know Justin Cook exactly you know, right do his mm-hmm. role. And, well, that and early season all of those three. little continuity or that's right, yeah, consistency gap. Now I've read Chris Sabat doing everybody early on. <laughs> Uh, Dragon Ball Z uh, by Chris Sabat. Say Kyle was mentioning how he's going through and, and doing narration for like a hundred episodes. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty cool. That, that's working. exactly. I'm what glad I'm they're taking up. it to that kind of level. You know, even if it's for you know a dub that I don't you know care to watch, but I am damn impressed that they're going that far for they, this release. I have to say they care. Yeah, absolutely. They care about both sides, which you know, Vegito EX from 1998, 1999 would never. Never in a million years expect to see this day. Mm. I'm like, you know what? They're kind of throwing me a bone here. I don't doubt that they care, but then there's, you know, the whole widescreen thing. It's like, why ruin a good thing with this There's the weirdness. one dude with a cigar kind of going, rah, 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 rah. <laughs> here's what we're going to do this time. <laughs> and then later, we'll put it out full screen. It'll be the truly ultimate, absolute extravaganza <laughs> uncut edition. <laughs> We'll oh, make dear. billions or <laughs> gazillions. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> All right, let's move on because there's still a couple things left here. What do you think about the audio on the Japanese side? The Dragon Box has some nice touched-up audio. Mary, we watched the movies. We were fucking blown away by the audio there. Yeah. What do you think they're going to do here? Because obviously, you know, they're touching up the video. They're clearly not getting the stuff from Japan. What do you think they're going to do with the Japanese audio? You know, unless this is going to prove me wrong, because they did manage to work with the footage without, I assume, getting it from Japan. Right. I was going to say, if they're not working with the original audio source, I don't know what they're going to do. But I'm yeah. sure they have their ways. You know, I'm not They'll very... I'm not technical with the audio stuff, so... <laughs> they, they'll work their magic, the kind of way you do on this podcast. Oh, uh, that's debatable. <laughs> Let's talk about bit rates here. The- oh, this is a big issue for a lot of people. If there's <laughs> one issue other than the widescreen thing, this is the second biggest issue. Consistent and that's bitching about this. Consistent from bitching. From myself, too. Well, yeah. That's the concerns over episode count per disc. Now, let's go over this. The first set that's coming out, 39 episodes, 5 DVDs. Do the math there. That's a lot of episodes per disc. For comparison's sake... The R2s coming out in Japan, which are based on the Dragon Box, you know, dual-layer discs, have six episodes per disc. That's just the video, the one language track, no extras. And they're maxing out those discs. That's a lot of episodes, Funimation. Yeah. That's now, they're doing it widescreen. They're going to... So good, you lose 20% of the, of the video <laughs> right. right there. Right. And you're progressive, you save a little bit there. But they're putting on extra audio tracks... And a couple of they're talking about extras, like commentaries and features and stuff. I'm getting a little concerned about this. I mean, they've done some good stuff in the past. We've always said, especially with AMVs, you get out what you put in. If it looks great going in, it's going to look nice coming out. So they can pull it off. It's... I'm on the fence with this one, though. Me too. I don't know. It's We're not going to know until we see it. We're really not, unfortunately. But uh, Can I um backtrack a little bit? Please do. I noticed something in the outline that you didn't quite address. Oh my god, yes. Is this the gang quote? Yes. Oh. This is an interview with Mr. Gen Fukunaga himself, with mm-hmm. Ed Gorgon, back in 1997, on the website Saiyajin's Pride. Yes. Now, here's what Gen said way the hell back then. 
97, folks. This is like a decade ago. Ed's talking to him about um, fan subs here and getting the show out. And here's what Ken says. Yes, I understand. That's why here at Funimation, I love that phrase. (laughs) Here at Funimation. Here at Funimation, we are trying to produce a U.S. version of DBZ completely unedited with the original music. That sounds great. Will this be on home video? Yes. Our goal is to put this directly on home video. Censors won't allow us to put this on the U.S. TV. Well, that never happened. <laughs> but it's happening now, except for the TV part. Right. So it sounds like what they wanted to put on TV and what they wanted to put on home video was a little bit different. I don't know if they got lazy or they didn't want to pay the rights. But yeah, maybe something came up in the marketing. Yeah, something like, came up. We were like, eh, no one's going to buy this. But, or, you know, it's 10 years down the road. And yes, people <laughs> do have an interest in buying this now. <laughs> so there you go. I thought that was funny. Just 10 years later, we're finally getting that. It's all coming back full circle. It's all very interesting. Does that mean I'm going to start the website again? You need to have another rebirth. I need to have another rebirth. That's true. It's My site now. is desperately oh. overdue for a redesign that I <laughs> I don't want to be raising on. two kids. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. Now, we were talking about this earlier. The reaction from fans has been mixed but very optimistic. I can't wait to see where this goes, if only from you know sitting back and watching the the fans. Yeah, you know, being a fan in the U.S., it's been really disheartening to see the hate for this show, you know, the last seven, eight years or so. So <laughs> with this release, you know, we've had a rejuvenation of interest in Dragon Ball in Japan. Do you think we're going to see that in the U.S. because of this release? I, I think so. I ho- certainly hope so. It seems that way. <laughs> that would be cool. Is there anything else we can talk about this? Mm. Um, pretty much tying back to some news that we announced last week. Uh-huh. Yes, that Dragon Ball um Vegeta box set is indeed going to be you know the first set of this. Right, right. So now that there's no this. now there's no confusion. Right. <laughs> we we're talking about that last week. Like, hmm, what is this? Right. This was a listing that was there and then taken off, and now it's back again. Right. So this is coming out February sixth. 2007 retail price of 49.98 which this- is another huge deal oh yeah the price god the price alone that's another it's reason like people are so interested in this. 10 bucks a disc for lots of episodes mm-hmm. we're getting to like mm-hmm. the dollar an episode mark here almost which is scary Whoa. as hell for that price i'll watch it in widescreen shit i know right <laughs> i think that's what they're banking on mm-hmm. <laughs> get it banking they want oh, money oh, oh. <laughs> oh. So, really, we're hoping to get some more information out of someone at Funimation within the next week. Someone who knows what technical terms are going to explain this. But general consensus among us four, we're getting the widescreen crop version. Is that what we all think? That's what I assume. Uh, that's, that's probably it. If they send it to me. <laughs> <laughs> so, we've talked it out. You've heard our views. I think we'll pick it up to check it out. And uh, it, it'll be interesting. I think the word interesting sums it up really well. So, guys, you want to give shit away? It is our one-year anniversary podcast, and this is Daisenshu EX. It's a website and a podcast, Daisenshu. Wouldn't it make sense to give away a Daisenshu? It makes lots of sense. I love tie-ins. So we're going to do it because we love you so much. Thanks to our forum member and listener, Kula, who had an extra copy of Daisenshu 3 sent it to us, we're going to give it to some lucky winner here. So for the past month or so, we've been saying on the podcast, you know, you want to win this, send in an email. I can't believe the overwhelming response we've had to this contest. This is the most entries in the entire history of Daisenshu EX, including Vegito EX's homepage, we've ever gotten to a contest. And we've only 
given the contact information in the podcast itself. Ooh, the, mm. the, fancy. The number is an extra set of digits more than I've ever gotten before. This is astounding. You people Whoa. really want your free dice, aren't you? Yes. Order of magnitude, go. <laughs> so let's give it away. So am I going to get my Vanna White on? You are. We have a bag full of lots and lots and lots of little slips of paper that I wrote everyone's name on earlier today. It took me a very long time because there were a lot of people. You know, there are easier ways you could have done this. There are, but, but uh, I think this is more Mike fun. Mike defies logic. I do. Just like Funimation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they're making money and you're not, so. That's true. I have a job. Oh, yeah. True. <laughs> <laughs> so let's mind. grab this bag. Yes. This is not my day job. Oh. I wish it was. That'd be awesome. So <laughs> I get the bag here. I'm shaking it. we got to mix this up a little bit because it's in alphabetical order. Well, then I'll use... Mike Labrie, the Pat Sajak of online fan communities. Can you hear it? It's a bag. And it's rustling. Mike's more oh. like Bob Barker. Cattle rustling? Cattle poking. Wait, wait. Uh, I'm going to mix it up I'll, a little more. I'll mix it with my okay, hand. Okay, Mary's going to mix it up. I'll be held responsible so for any wrongdoings. We'll describe the prize. Dies in shoe oh, three. Oh, no, I lost oh, half the entries. dropped everything. So while Mary oh, picks no. everything up again... This is a small bag. Julian, just suspense. Tell yeah. us what a Daisenshu is for those who don't know. A Daisenshu, which literally means something along the lines of great compendium or big complete collection, is a book, one of a series of what were eventually ten, although originally seven, books put out by Shueisha covering every aspect of the Dragon Ball universe as it existed in 1997 or so. And this includes all of the story of the manga and the anime and color artwork from the series and tons of other stuff and each one has kind of a theme we're giving away number three is that right mike this is correct that's tv animation part one which covers the dragon ball animated series the as well entire as the, dragon ball mm, as well as a little bit of dpc it goes up to the early ginyu stuff so what you've got in there is lots and lots of coverage of that tv st story up until Ginyu, as well as a few nifty, newly drawn scenes for the book in yep. the sort of the mid-90s style. It's not done directly by Toriyama, but I believe, is there a poster in the front that has something by Toriyama on it? There is, is so much stuff in there that I can't even remember. We did a podcast episode saying what's in every Daisenshu, and for the life of me, I can't remember which episode that was, but go check <laughs> that out. So, Mary, are you ready now that you've picked everything back up? Yes, I am. We're going to give away Daisenshu 3. Mm-hmm. I am so excited. Are you gonna let me hold the bag and then you pick the name? Well, that's how they all fall out on the floor. Pick a name. All right. Let's let's stop you, here. You gonna read it or am I gonna read it? You can read it because I can't say it. All right. Ooh, fantastic name here. The winner of Daisenshu Three. Then we get a drum roll. Let's go. The winner of Daisenshu Three is Miguel A. Ariano. Yay! Woo. You know, this is Daisenshu EX. We can't just give away a Daisenshu. We have to give away <gasps> more stuff. Really? Our firstborn. What, it's going to happen first. Oh, right. Yeah. Well, I meant Steve's uh, uh, firstborn. <laughs> Are no. you two expecting? I mean, geez. Ma Junior cannot go anywhere. The what? winner, Miguel. Not only are you getting Daisenshu 3, I'm throwing in some more shit because we love you so much. So in addition, you are getting the one-shot Kajika by Akira Toriyama, the entire Japanese manga, all in one volume here. Fantastic. It is so cute. Great little story about this little fox dude. And in addition to that, I'm also going to throw in an AMV DVD. 
And on that DVD is the Doom Rider AMV project at pristine DVD quality with all sorts of other great stuff too. So you've got a great package on the way to you. Uh, I guess I'll go to the post office tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, don't wait a month this time. That's true, because then I have to give them more stuff. And then you'll have no stuff. That's true. So congratulations. You've won a Daizenshu. You've won Kajika. You've won an AMV DVD. Wow. But hey, it's not over yet. We gave away a Daizenshu. But what if you didn't win? Because there were a lot of you who didn't win. Do you still want a Daizenshu? Do you want all of the Daizenshu? Wait, wait. Do you want all of the Daizenshu plus the original Remember releases <laughs> of the two GB, GB, of, the, of the two Chippy, of the two <laughs> Dragon Ball GT perfect file books? Of course you do. Of course you do. Me too. Well, shut up. You can't have them. You can borrow oh, mine. Not mine. No. <laughs> because we have friends in high places, and by that, I mean Skits, who you may remember <laughs> from the, uh, we'll call him third generation of Dragon Ball site owners. He ran Dragon Ball Z Season 3. He's got all 10 Daizenshu and the two perfect file books. He's putting up an auction. He needs some money. He's selling this stuff. Quote, unquote, a once-in-a-lifetime offer. So, oh, folks, oh. Sunday, December 10th. At 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, Skits is putting this up for auction. You're going to have to bid on it. But this is amazing because it's not just the books. I'm throwing in some stuff, too, because I love everyone so much. When the auction reaches a certain price threshold, I'm throwing in DBZ Legends for the PS1. Idainoru Dragon Ball Densetsu. And when it reaches another threshold, I'm throwing in Idainoru Son Goku Densetsu for the PC engine. Wow. So, folks, you want this. You know what's even greater about this is those two games, if you don't own the systems, you can emulate them on your computer with the disc. I don't care so much about, you know, emulating systems as long as you own the actual game. These are the actual games that you can get, too. This is really exciting. So look forward to this. We're going to have all sorts of discussions about it on the forum. We'll give you all the links that you need. Look for this coming December 10th. Wow. It has a hot splash page. It does. Skits is very, very talented. We hope to solicit his talent for a little bit of something, something for some various know. projects. We don't know, maybe. But yes, his graphic uh. ability is very stylish, and if it were for the fact that we owned these books, I would certainly bid on this. I'd be like, shit, dude, I'll buy them off you right now. That's it. So look forward to that. This, we're we're going to wrap up the episode. This has been our one-year anniversary podcast episode of Daizenshu EX, the podcast. It's been we, a fast year. We've done 52 episodes. We're still going strong. We have all sorts of stuff coming. So here's what I want to do to close out the episode. At the very end of our first episode, Julian and I introduced ourselves one more time and said what our goal was for the year of the podcast. I'd like to do that one more time. And I guess I'd first like to thank Steve Simmons for being here with us tonight. You're most welcome. I, you are always more than welcome to pop in with us at any time. We love talking to you. We've got you on our forum. You pop in every once in a while. Um, you, you're there. You're out there. If someone sees you, it's you. And that's nice. We're, we're glad to have you kind of lurking around in the shadows. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> so thank you so much, Steve. What can people look for for you? I guess besides buying Funimation shit. <laughs> what do you want to plug? Uh, I got nothing to plug. <laughs> uh, you've covered it <laughs> the episode guide is still there it's still at 150 or so yeah so check that out 
And so your translations are going to be on these new uh, remastered sets? Yes. Fantastic. Cool. So excited. Julian. Yeah. Who are you? Hajimemashite, Julian Graibanski desu. Oh, wait. Jikoshokai jinakite. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to do this in English. Please I do. am Julian Grabowski. I'm a college senior majoring in anthropology, and I've been taking Japanese since I got into college, but I've been interested in language before that. I have been a fan of DBZ since 1998 or 9, which makes me pretty well old school, but not as old school as. Mike, and certainly not as old school as Steve. And I've been with Mike on the website since 2003 when he decided to give it a reboot after various hosting battles and a little deserved <laughs> break from his anxiety inducing <laughs> fandom. <laughs> All right. Mary, yeah. how about you? All right. My name is Meredith Cantoni. I go by Mary Online. I have a degree in information technology, and I'm currently in marketing, and I am currently 25. Going on 26, and I feel old. Anyway, I run <laughs> Templeo Trunks, which can be found at www.templeotrunks.com, which、uh, pretty soon will be celebrating its. Oh、nice. my god, I, I have to reference. Yeah, I guess it's the ninth year of existence. Right.、Um, wow. And I've been into Dragon Ball for 10 years,、mm. since 1995.、Um, my other. Anime hobbies include making AMVs,、um, fan parodies. That's pretty much it. Do a little podcast call. Oh, yeah, that, that too. That、mm. thing. Well, that leaves me. My name is Mike Labrie. Perhaps you know me as Vegito EX. I, how old am I? I'm you're, 24. You're a year younger than me. I'm 24 years old. I too have a degree in information technology. I'm currently an analyst for a local bank. So, yeah, this is not my day job. This is not <laughs> a day job for any of us except for Steve, who actually does anime、He、stuff for a living. He gets to do the cool Steve is the coolest one here. <laughs> I get paid to watch cartoons. <laughs>、uh, I've been into Dragon Ball since 1996. I think. Whenever Z started on TV. Yeah, whenever Z started syndication here. I was aware of it before then, but wasn't into it.、Uh, I started Vegito EX's homepage in January of 1998, and it transformed into Daisenshu EX、uh, very shortly after that when it kind of、uh, grew. And、uh, Daisenshu EX has been going strong since then, going on nine years ourselves.、Um, I've got Julian with me now. We're doing the podcast. We've got an amazing forum, we've got an amazing chat. Um, I am really excited to、uh, start heading towards that double digits into、um, this era of fandom with the site.、Uh, so, Julian and Mary, hi. what do we want to do with the next year of this show? What is our mission statement, really? Besides、um, entertain. Besides bringing all the wacky. That's right. Our prices are insane. <laughs> I always wanted、uh, to bust that line out on this podcast. Ah, you now, ruined it for Mary. No, I'm、okay. happy he did. <laughs> well, um, I'm I'm hoping to be able to go back to Japan in the fall, and if I do that, of course, I'll be being able to give you the latest on any kind of stuff that comes out of Japan, as well as random sightings and so forth. Kind of like what I did when I was in Japan earlier、right. in the year. We'll have to adjust、um, our recording schedule yeah, again. Yeah, but if not, you know, I'll still be around and probably working and probably on a similar schedule to you guys, so you won't even have to worry about. That's you know, true. Crazy stuff. <laughs> well, everyone that's been、uh, enjoying the show so far, we thank you so much from the bottom of our hearts, and we look forward to another year with you all. We have so much great stuff coming up. We've got more、um, game reviews, both new and retro. 
Yep, we're going to go there. We've got uh, DVD reviews. We know we've got these remastered sets. We're definitely going to address those. We're going to do some more character analysis episodes. People have loved those. We're definitely going to be doing some more interviews in the future. I have some great people lined up. I am really excited for that. So look forward to these guests. Look forward to all of our regular conversations, all of our regular segments. Every week we do a top five list with Mary. We do DBZ ABCs with Julian, where, uh, except when you get the letter X and you don't know what the hell to do. Whatever. Yeah. What starts with the letter X in Dragon Ball? Maybe you know, Steve. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Neither did Julian. <laughs> In addition to that... Zeno, if you spell it right. Or Zeno. <laughs> so every week, in addition to these segments, we do your news, we do your releases, we take your emails, text, and audio. You want to send us some MP3 feedback, we'd love to uh, hear from you and answer your questions. So if you want to do any of this, it's very easy. Daizenshu EX, in addition to the podcast you're listening to, it's been a website for what I consider nine years now. We have all sorts of stuff. Julian, where can you find Daizenshu EX? Daizenshu EX can be found at http colon slash slash www.daizex.com. That's daizex.com. Sure is. So look forward to another year from us. We've got exciting guests and contests and special announcements. Some Ooh, really special announcements. Very awesome stuff coming the next year. We are super psyched. We're working our butts off. Thank you, everyone. Steve Simmons, thank you. You're very welcome. So for Steve, for Mary, and for Julian, I am Mike Labrie, Vegito EX, and thank you, everyone, for the last year. Stick with us for another 20 billion years. I just say grand sponsor of Christmas. <laughs> it's not grand sponsor anything. Doesn't matter. I think it's grand sponsor of Christmas and and <laughs> I never heard it that way before. But you're yeah, right. That's how I've always heard it. We had this <laughs> conversation. We had some people over, and we were all saying how for years oh, we Christmas. thought they were saying grand sponsor of oh, Christmas. Of Christmas. <laughs> See, now anytime you ever hear that, you'll hear grand sponsor of Christmas. You'll never hear it properly ever again. Well, I, I usually hear Goran no sponsor no take you de o Christmas. But... Well, that's because you're Julian and you're a very strange man. Oh. <laughs> Mary, you can hit stop. You can save it. I think we're done.